Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to episode 191 of Courtside Indiana Podcast. This is Jim Reamer. We will be joined later by our, uh, well, we'll have the quadcast back on again today with Zach Tyler, Dominic Neely, and Kyler Staley. We have the second version of our coaches pod that we are doing now this time of year. We're going to have Coach John Peckinpah from Kokomo High School in this episode and then we'll publish another episode later this week uh with coach byron pickens from fort wayne wayne so want to do a quick update on recruiting not a whole lot of action aiden alali sorry from uh, lutheran senior guard there uh, from their state championship team committed to bluffton the other day marcus northern from south bend washington senior guard committed to goshen Joseph Anon from Indianapolis Pike committed to IU Kokomo just earlier to today. Um, may have been may have been last night, but then announced earlier today. Uh, so that's a great get for them. And then one offer to report Trey Heitshaw from Leo picked up an offer from Manchester. Uh, Anon was was playing AAU this spring and was considering a couple of junior college situations. Uh, but then of late, some NAI schools started to get involved. He's 6'6", if you've not seen him play. 6'6", forward, pretty active uh, on the glass. Good defender, and he'll do well there. And Marcus Northern from South Bend, Washington. Quick athletic guard uh, whose outside shot has improved a decent amount in the last year or so. Uh, you know, aiding in his quickness and his ability to get downhill. So he's going to have a chance to be pretty good for Goshen. So those are the two, two of the bigger commits this week. Not, not a, not a very heavy week, but uh, both those guys had good high school careers um, at, at good schools. So we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll be joined by the other, th- other three guys and coach Peckinpah. All right, now we're joined by Dominic Neely, Kyler Staley, Zach Tyler, and Coach Peckinpah from Kokomo. Disclosure, John played for me for four summers, so if something comes up, that's actually like a journalistic thing. i got to disclose those things as we talk. How's Kokomo treating you? I love Kokomo. Yeah. It's a lot like Muncie when I was in high school. Um, good community. They, they care about basketball. They want to be successful. We've, I've obviously gotten lucky and had a lot of success these first two years, but it's it's a good place to be. Um, kind of like old school Indiana high school basketball still, so it's nice to be a part of it. Before Zach gets us going, we you and I could probably do a whole podcast on just the NCC, right? Someday we could if you want to. Could <laughs> we, we could? Anyway, well, I think we're going to ask questions about 
offseason stuff, player development. I've got I've got a couple questions that probably dive into your past a little bit that but that relate to current day. I'm not getting too weird okay. with it, but but um, you'll I think you'll you'll get it. But Zach usually starts this off. This is our second one, so you're still kind of in the guinea pig phase. But Zach, get her going, baby. What do you got? What do you got for Zach? Yeah, Coach. Uh, good to good to see you again. Um, what what are your uh, what do your Junes look like, your Julys? What are you trying to do with guys, um, even junior high guys? What camp wise? What do you guys usually have going on during the summer? You know, um, last year we we probably played anywhere from twenty to thirty games. Um, played in the league down in at Grand Park, um, and you know, I, I didn't think we got a lot out of it. Um, so this year we kind of switched it up. I think we're you're going to only play in a combined total of like nine games. Um, going to spend a lot of time in the gym with our guys, just working on basics of footwork, catching and passing, um, just trying to keep it really simple and try to use summer for what I believe summer was meant to be, um, especially in June. Um, I, I think kids today play a, a ton of games, which is great. Um and we, it's great to have access and be able to do that at high school level in June. But I think we, we've gotten gotten away from what summer development for high school coaches looks like, and we're going to try to try to really focus in on skill development this summer and spend a ton of ton of time with our guys in the gym, just working on trying to make them better basketball players, and then obviously get a few games in and then let them go play with their, their AAU programs in July. Sure. And how, and how many players do you have play AU, do you think? Oh, not as many as I'd like. I think we have four or five. Um, it's kind of a – and I like it, this about Kokomo. We have a ton of football guys that yep. – you know, football is probably their first sport. Um, it kind of fits my style of how we want to play. Um, but that they keep themselves pretty busy with – playing football and basketball. Um, now our guys that have a chance to possibly play in college will be playing AAU um, at some level in July. Sure. I, I always like basketball players that play football because of that toughness they have, you know, coming off the football yeah. field and stuff. I probably would have um, been an NFL player if uh, Jim Reamer didn't talk me how to play <laughs> football. But I think I was instructed to do that. <clears throat> Yeah. Speaking of recruiting, you were you're a former NAIA head coach at Indiana Tech. Uh, what do you tell your guys when they're getting recruited and help them keep realistic expectations? I guess of next level play. Um, you know, when you're there to to be showcased, to really focus on trying to do what you're good at. You don't need to show coaches what you can't do. Um, and I think that's where some guys go wrong in, in July is they try to do stuff that they're not good at. Um, I think, especially at the NAI level, um, if you can show you're elite at one thing, that gives you a great chance to get recruited. And that could probably be the same thing all the way up to Division One. Um, but try not to show, show coaches what you can't do. Sure, good. So could you or could you not shoot threes when you played in high school? I was held back by my AAU coach. Oh, definitely not no. me. Definitely no, not no. me. 
<laughs> no. Definitely not. Yeah, definitely not I me. Came to the re- no, I probably shot too much for you. Um, yeah, we. Uh, I could hit an open one. Yeah, that's true. I didn't take that's too fair. many open ones. That's fair. That was the the gang that couldn't shoot straight, though. Yeah, we weren't, we weren't the best shooters. No, but, but there were a lot of fights. Well, we could win a street brawl. <laughs> we could definitely do that. Um, that that's that's not my question. I'm, I'm, I go. I usually go last. I just wanted to interject there. I thought that was good because. I was eventually going to say something like that anyway. Yeah, coach, yeah. I got I got a question for you. Um, just can you talk about some of your guys coming back? You know, obviously we know about Flory and uh, your point guard there coming back. Uh, I think he was injured last year, and some of these guys that got some minutes. But any other guys, you know, that are that are, didn't get a ton of minutes, that could be stepping up into some roles this year. You know, um, Carson Rogers has a extremely high ceiling. Um, when he, he just towards the end of the year, I think he put us over the hump and, you know, made plays against Penn that, that allowed us to win the game. Um, I think he's going to have a huge senior year and, and should be on a lot of college coaches, especially in Indiana's the board to keep an eye on. Um, he's, I think he's even grown a little bit more. He's probably six, six, maybe getting close to six, seven, um, had, had a great spring in the weight room. Um, just kind of as he gets more comfortable with his body and learning how to play hard on every every possession, like his, his game's just going to keep getting better and better as he gets older. Um, I think he can he can give us give us a lot next year. So we're really excited about him. And then Reese Beard has, has had a great career for us these last last two years. Um, he'll step up in more of a, a vocal leadership role and kind of give us a little spark spark plug. Can can score it. Um, does a great job defending, and then obviously Florian Zion will will be our our main two pieces offensively, um, and those two guys should be able to help round out out the bunch. Cool, uh, coach. Um, obviously, you coach one of the best players in the state of Indiana, Florida Dunga. As far as his overall game development, what do you think that next step is for him? Just as he continues to expand, um, being comfortable on the, the perimeter, um, getting into dribble handoff actions, um, being able to turn and face out of that mid post and play. I think you saw a great, great deal of development with his passing game out of the post this year. And as that continues to get better, he's just going to become harder and harder to guard. Um, and I tell everyone this, the, the best thing about him is how coachable he is and how, how much he wants to be coached. He just, Every day, he just he wants to know something that, that he can do better. Um, and you only have to tell him at one time, and then he corrects it or tries to put it into his game. So it's, it's been fun to coach him these last two years and excited to watch him grow this summer and heading into next year. Nice. Um, one more question I got on my end. I want to go back to the state championship game. Obviously, you guys um, got defeated by – a really good Ben Davis team. Looking back at that game, is there anything that you guys you kind of wish you guys would have done differently? Um, the week leading up to it, um, I would have handled some stuff differently throughout that week with just in-house um, keeping things the same that it was the whole tournament. Obviously, it's a great opportunity for your community and, and your student body, but um, would change some stuff what we did during, during the week. Um, but overall game plan, I, I thought we had chances 
Um, we just didn't capitalize on some, some of those chances. Um, obviously, it doesn't, doesn't help when you sh- shoot poorly from the foul line like we did. Um, but there, there are some things offensively I thought we could have done a little bit better to give us to put us in a better position to get some shots. But um, overall, game plan-wise, I thought we, we ha- had opportunities to, to get the job done. We just couldn't capitalize. Were well, you guys I wanted help- to jump. Go ahead, Dominique. Yeah, I wanted to jump in with another question back to Flory and just his presence, you know, obviously on the floor, but off the floor in Kokomo, right? The excitement he brings and the way your fans are kind of rallying around the team. Just talk about his presence there in Kokomo. Oh, for, first, he's a great kid. He's um, every kid in our community looks up to him and, and he does a good job of going literally. out of his way. To- yeah, literally. Talk to the little <laughs> little kid in the mall and make him feel special. So um, it's cool to see. Um, and everyone says people are, are are better better people than basketball players, but in his case, he he he's truly a special person. And I think you can see that when he plays, um, just his smile and the way he carries himself. I mean, the kid gets fouled every time down the floor, and you would never know he's frustrated or anything like that. So. Um, for a kid to be that good and stay that humble and be appreciative of everything is pretty cool. Coach, kind of piggybacking off that one, um, how are you going to temper expectations going into the season as one of the probably heavy heavy favorites in 4A, or, or are you just going to run with it and, and go with it? We like high expectations. Um We'll, we'll have those every year. Um, we'll try to tune our community out a little bit when it comes to you should go undefeated and win every game. We'll keep the, the process-driven factor in our, in our locker room and try to keep it in-house. But we'll, we'll have those ex- expectations. Uh-oh. John, your signal's cutting out a little bit. Hold on a second. Get back in, get back in that rocking chair. You were comfortable and it was working. I know. I'm about to go back. Hold on. There we go. My dog. My dog got out. It's going nuts. But <laughs> what? What changes did? What did you do differently the week leading into the state finals that that you said you would maybe do a little bit differently? I mean, I'm sure some of it has is press related or or uh, I don't know if celebration is too strong of a word because obviously the no, job's, not, the job's you, not done you like yet. To do. Um, but yeah, just kind of. Maybe not accept every every meal that you get, and kind of keep things how it's been the the, the whole week, and kind of keep it just in in house with your team. Obviously, there's going to be some some press obligations that you have to do, but try to limit that a little bit and and stay focused on you know what's ahead of you. Were you guys shielded from that at Muncie Central the two years you went as a player? I mean, did how did Matt handle my, that? So my dad, it it was nothing like I've ever seen um, the community in Kokomo. So as a player, I don't remember like long lines outside of our games when we pulled up on buses. Um, obviously, there was probably some lines, but yeah, there were the way the community got behind our team was something that I've never been a part of, and I and I went to two state finals in a town that I, I compared to compared to right. Kokomo. Um, but it, there was a lot of fan, fanfare. Um, you, you couldn't go anywhere without talking about it. 
um, it was pretty cool for our guys. But then again, some of that stuff wears on you a little bit as a, as a 16, 17 year old kid. Um, that that's one thing I would try to kind of manage. I don't, I don't remember it being that wild when I was in high school. Well, you didn't have the internet wasn't as, as a big a part of this and social media certainly wasn't as big a part of this. And, you know, and, and even websites like this or podcasts like this didn't exist. And, and the streaming company that covers a lot of your games, right. That didn't exist back then you had yeah. radio, right. You had, well, that was, I was thinking Kokomo. They had, they had, uh, Greg Bell doing Kokomo games, um, yeah, on the radio. Yeah. That was, you know, that was it. There was none of this yeah. other stuff was going on. So there's just so many different entities pulling, pulling at you. Um, and that's that's kind of a segue as to where I'm going with with a cup with one of my questions. You obviously played Odin, Greg Odin. There's the famous picture of <laughs> your head underneath his armpit. Yeah. I mean, I can I can attest to what kind of a physical defender that you were coming up and um you know, you guarded a lot of people for us in the summers and, and, and effectively. And uh, you had a very daunting task there. How different are those two guys? To, if it's if it's hard to tell because you're coaching one and you had to go against the other, uh, how how different do you think it is? Aside from the the size difference, um, how how different is it in terms of? Um, how difficult you see like Flory being guarded. Like you said, some of the stuff that, you know, happens in the off season might be a little bit of a waste of time with the current group you've got. Um, yeah. But, but how, how tough is he compared to Greg? You think if that's a fair. I think he affects the game in a different way than Greg did. Obviously Greg had really, really good players around him. At his at his caliber too with with, with Conley, right. um, but Flory can just change the game on on both ends of the floor, and I'm sure Greg Greg did that as well. But it just seems to me that, and I don't I don't think I've ever really compared the two because I think they're so different. I I don't think people are realize how skilled Greg Oden was, right? Um, and how how good he was, um. I think after the state game, I told my dad it was like I was playing against David Robinson. Um, but well, he was that big. Yeah, he was that big. He was strong. He 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 had every post move there was. He, he shot free throws well. He, he did everything well. Um, I don't think he had to do as much. You know, Fl- Flory has to do a ton. Right. Um, and, and I think our guys make Flory better by just being unselfish and trying to get him the ball and put him in good positions. Um, but Greg didn't have to do all that, but Flory does so much on both ends of the floor for us and changes the game in in a lot of different ways. Um, I think he's quicker off the ground than Greg was. I think he's more explosive than Greg was. Um, but at this point, I think Greg was probably more skilled offensively all, all the way around. Yeah. I think that's an under, that's a, uh, misunderstood part about his game was how super skilled he was. And a, and a lot of that, just like Flory's going to have to figure out and you can, what, what translates to a higher level and what doesn't, you know, there's things Greg could do that didn't always translate 
at Ohio State in games or or certainly at the NBA level where you know even when he got a chance to play before his injuries he was he was pretty darn good. Um Florida Badunga best prospect in Indiana since who? I would probably say Greg. Yeah. That was too uh, easy. I don't think that was I don't think it's close. Um, <laughs> but and I you might should buy. and you should say yeah, you should say that. I mean cuz it's it, it is I mean our in our opinion it's close, but there's but he's there. He's in that discussion. We did a yeah. pod beginning of when was that pod guys at the beginning of the year or we yeah. did the top top prospects in the state regardless of class and I think did we all have I had Harrelson first. I had Flory second. Flory anybody one. have you had Flory one? Yep. Yeah, I think I had Harrelson and then Flory. And then we all had I think we all had catchings third. And he had a hell of a game against you guys. He he was pretty dang good. Yeah. Was Badunga hurt that game? He was pretty dang good. Was he was he, he hurt a, that game or was that the Zionsville game? It was after the Zion. He got a hit pointer at practice going into the Zionsville game. Um, and then he ripped his fingernail off. And, That's what it was against against Brown. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know shooting now. Yeah. You were a little beside uh, yourself at the start of the second That was not half. our best performance. Of, <laughs> you were. Yeah. It was in a b- bad mental place. Yeah, it was a. Uh, we were. You were looking for paramedics. I get through games late oh, enough yeah. that I end up sitting like right at the scores table, and yeah. I think I I think I yelled a couple yeah. things at your dad to <laughs> to try. Um, Is that the Zionsville game? Uh, no, I think of, I yeah, probably. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. There was something I was a, I don't know. I think it was a foul situation, or I don't remember. Somebody wasn't telling you that he had fouls, or you yelled it at your dad. Oh, yeah, that's one of those things where I just need to keep my mouth shut and let you guys handle it. Yeah. Um, guys, got anybody got anything else? Oh uh, yeah, jump coach. In. No, go ahead, Dominique. No. Do it. Yeah, and no, I was going to jump in with the with the upcoming season, like scheduling and things like that. Is there any you know new teams on the schedule or anything you can share uh, going on? With yeah, the schedule? We, uh, we're playing Fishers in the what is it Tip Off Forum Classic. Um, we we picked up uh, New Albany. We're going down to New Albany to play. Uh, we got a couple of new teams in our our holiday tournament, which we moved before Christmas. Um, Jeffersonville is coming. Um, Plainfield, I can't remember off the top of my head who all is going to be there, but it should be another pretty good field. And then we we get to play in the Hall of Fame Classic, which will will be a good test for us. Um, we're we're excited about that. Yeah, cool. keep Thanks, your coach. keep your holiday deal before Christmas as much as you can. That would be very helpful. Thank you. I I think I'll like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like everything's so jammed in there, but. I mean, I'm yeah. obviously joking. You do it logistics for logistics, but, but yeah, telling us that that's going to be before Christmas is that's just one more day to do something. Uh, to no, go, without a doubt, to go watch other games. In your case, even scout maybe. Yeah, Zach, you had another question. Yeah, yeah, Coach. Uh, 
I mentioned you're a former college head coach. What's something you miss about being a college head coach? Whew. Is there anything? <laughs> Just all you have to worry about is basketball. Kind of all you have to worry about is basketball. Um, that that's one thing that's nice. Where you know on game day you're not not worried about anything else other than than the game and and your guys. Um, obviously, uh, high school you have other obligations you have to fulfill during the day. Um, I don't miss miss recruiting at all. Yeah. Um, I don't miss travel. Um, it's nice to come home, sleep in your own bed every night, get to spend yep. some time with family, and be close. So good, but I, I enjoyed it. I was got to coach some good players, got to got to do some cool stuff. So um, it was a good experience for me. Um, helped me grow a lot. Was worked with a lot of good coaches, and got to live in West Virginia for a year. So <laughs> I feel like I've, I've I've lived lived the greatest life ever after living there. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I was surprised when you left when you left there. Wheeling, I, yeah, because yeah, I thought you had a good trajectory going, and we had a chance to be one. really good. Kind of, I don't talk about it often, but we ran into some some funding issues with the with the university, and we didn't have, we didn't have scholarships anymore. And we had a really oh, good freshman class. I think we brought in six kids. Four of them ended up transferring to Division One programs. We had, kid who just graduated from Vanderbilt this year and got his master's from Vanderbilt. Um, I thought we could have won, won a lot there with that freshman class that we brought in. But unfortunately it just wasn't a great, great fit for me at the time. Well, yeah. I mean, non D one situations are sometimes can be hit and miss. I mean, you know, obviously we here in Indiana lost St. Joe's. Yeah. You know, that was, that was the same situation. Yeah, about the time. On the road. I was on the road recruiting a big kid, and they, we got called back in. I thought I was getting fired, but they called <laughs> called us back in and said we're doing one of three things, cutting athletics, shutting the school down, or defunding athletics. And they chose to go kind of with the third route. So I was like, holy Jeez. cow. Are they uh, still Division Two? or are they Division Three? They're still Division Two, but they don't have – I. I you can't get a full ride. Um, oh. The best you can do is like a certain percentage. I don't even think you pay for all the tuition, or that's Jeez. what it, that's what they told us when, before I left for Noblesville. High school coaching, it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think anybody got anything before we wrap up here? Nope. John, you got your camps coming up. Um, when do, when do they start? Your, that's your little kid camp? Yep, June 12th through June 15th um, from 10 to 12. Um, walk-ups are welcome. It'll be a fun week. Is it at? Um, got a lot Memorial? of our guys going to be. It is, is at it? Memorial. We'll, it is, okay. We'll use all three gyms, the one upstairs, <laughs> the back gym, and the main gym. So, yeah. we got a good number of kids registered. It should be a. Uh, a fun, fun deal. And then we're starting a fall league for our youth program that will be all in house. Um, but that's actually fall, the summer though. Will be good. When does when does that start? The fall league. Yeah. Cause I thought I saw dates in the summer, but or is that when registration starts? Registration will start in the summer. Um, okay. And then 
it's uh kindergarten first grade will be be the first age group and just kind of try to introduce the basics and then we'll have a second third third or uh second third fourth and fifth cool so we're we're excited about it well free keep those kokomo kids keep those kokomo kids at kokomo man yeah that's what we're going to try to do all right john appreciate it good luck this summer are you are you playing in charlie hughes we will a friday you you are friday yeah, okay the 23rd so we'll get a chance to see you at least a little bit yeah. all right my man appreciate it yeah. and okay. um thanks, thanks coach thanks, all right man. take care yeah.